0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I know All right, welcome back to not Live right here on 1049 The Horn. <laughs> <laughs> top of the charts Tuesday. Patrick plays jams. So I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Um, dude, white Dew dude and Cornwall says, Rod B., you just said Tim Tebow circumcised people. I hope you meant exercise. He may be able to perform an exorcism, too, oh, but he, he does circumcise do on yep. his missions. Mm-hmm. And people don't. The, the Tim Tebow stories are crazy, and they do lend themselves to him being a worldwide televangelist one day. And people following him in masses. His birth story is considered a crazy story, too. I was just telling Harge and Patrick about it because people don't believe the birth story, but apparently he wasn't supposed to be born. I'm not making that up. He was not. Um, Tim Tebow's parents, Pam and Bob Tebow, met as University of Florida students in the 1960s. According to a 2007 article from the Gainesville Sun, a year later they went on the first date to the Georgia-Florida game. That was their first date. Georgia Florida. So I'm, like, game.
1: Right? But think about, game.
0: This is like the setup yeah. for the greatest American hero for Florida football. <laughs> they met at Florida went to, They went to the the Georgia-Florida game on their first date. They married in 71. Mm-hmm. Pam skipped graduation A tie the knot. She was so in love. In 1985, the Tebos moved to the Philippines to serve as missionaries for their church and obviously for their faith. They took their four children with them. Pam Tebow became ill with amoebic dysentery, which is usually transmitted from contaminated drinking water in third world countries. She fell into a temporary coma as a result. They gave her strong drugs to combat the infection. Those drugs resulted in severe placental abruption. Uh, in which the placenta detaches from the uterine wall, that condition can deprive the fetus of oxygen and other necessary elements for it to grow and be healthy. When it was discovered she was pregnant, doctors stopped the drugs immediately, but said that the high doses of medicine had already damaged the fetus, almost beyond repair. The account is also uh, in his uh, biography, Through My Eyes, the Tim Tebow biography. But anyway, um, they believed that the baby would not survive, but also that they recommended her uh, getting an abortion because her life and the baby's life would be at risk. Is that the baby is already damaged right, beyond right. repair, but you also could be uh, in a life, uh, a dangerous situation, could be life-risking for you. Um, they thought that she should go through with the a procedure. She refused because of her faith. She prayed, and her and her husband have a healthy son, and that son is Tim Tebow. Timothy. People. That's 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 part they, of the scripture. They say it, that that's all how it all went down, um, and yeah. So in addition to him praying over uh, passengers on planes uh, who have had heart attacks and bringing them, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, bringing them, you know, some uh, some some good mojo and some of his uh, faith. He also has done to same for a kid who had a seizure at a baseball game. He's got a lot of these kind of stories if you just keep digging deep throw it out there. So, if he, I don't know what Tim Tebow is going to try to do, but uh, we still don't. He's just he's deciding that he's just a broadcaster. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Might be something
0: bigger. In the we might Tim be Tebow, missing man. it.
1: He might be doing something else.
0: Just throwing Just, it out there. Um, yeah, we got into the Tim Tebow conversation because there will be a Netflix documentary called, um, I think it's called Swamp, Swamp, Swamp Kings. Kings. Yeah. Um, and it will be about the 06 to 09 run for the Florida Gators where Urban Meyer uh, and the Florida Gators with Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez mm-hmm. uh, had one of the greatest runs we've seen in college football history. Anyway, that's how we got on that conversation. All right, getting to the big Topic of conversation today, uh, there has been a story that is rocking the sports world, and it is the merger uh, between Live and the PGA. It is going to happen, uh, and it broke earlier today, and yes, it is something that no one expected, especially coming down the pike this quickly. Um, so for those who don't know, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund, PIF, uh, which... Essentially, it's the Saudi Royal Family, Uh, and they fund the Live Golf Tournament. They announced a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The parties have signed an agreement that combines the PIF's golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including Live, with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour into a new collectively-owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders Benefit from a model that uh, delivers maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. Also, the PGA Tour Incorporated will remain in place as a five hundred one C six tax exempt organization and retain administrative oversight. So they're still going to keep their tax exempt status, which is a big part of it. But I went back; I went back and got my notes from like a year or so ago when we were initially discussing. This uh, really the live uh, tour and their aggressive model to try their best to infiltrate mm-hmm. mainstream golf because that's what they wanted to do. And I remember taking a quote from Seth Wall of the PGA of America. He's the CEO of the PGA of America, and he said um, that quote: "I came from a world of disruption. I think it's inevitable." I actually think it's healthy. You either disrupt or you get disrupted. That's what this is. And mm-hmm. he and other minds who were in the know at the time essentially said, and, and you know what, I'll give some props to President Trump because he was also one of these minds in the know. Remember, he had several live events. Well, not several. I think he had maybe one or two events at his um, his golf club. Yeah. Um, and he said last year, Like I don't know, it's like July 18th of last year, he said via his social media, um, all of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA and all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger, he put in all caps, with live comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing. After the merger takes place, and only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all, and congratulations to really talented Camp Smith on this incredible win. Well, right now, a lot of people <laughs> saying Phil Mickelson and uh, Brooks Kepka and a lot of those other guys uh, that they were pretty smart. To take the money, because right now that looks like that was the right decision, Harge. Uh, Jack Nicklaus was offered $100 million. Uh, Tiger was offered damn near a billion. I think something like that.
1: Yeah, he was a ridiculous amount of money.
0: And as the PGA sold their players, they sold the PGA players on uh, loyalty, uh, on patriotism, um, now they are violating uh, what they the the things that they were preaching and selling to the players. Um, they are now turning their backs on that because they are now taking what they sold them as blood money yes. at one
1: point. That's what they kept saying.
0: They kept saying that, and now it looks like they are indeed taking the blood money. If yeah. that's what you want to call it, I I guess I always said it's it wasn't. Listen, if you want to call it blood money, we can have that deeper conversation. But we all should know that. The golfers who were being held to that standard for taking the Saudi money from live, they were being held to a different standard than we even hold our own government and and we hold corporations in this country. Yep. All right. The U.S. defense contracts approved 139 billion in equipment uh, to the Saudi government. Saudi Arabia is America's largest foreign military sales customer. Um, Also, Saudi kingdom is the 10th biggest foreign holder of U.S. debt. Saudi Kingdom is the biggest source of capital for U.S. startups, according to the Wall Street Journal and some of our most beloved uh, and most successful companies. Boeing, Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Raytheon, GM, Ford, Starbucks, AMC, uh, Bechtel, Chevron, Google, you name it, all taking Saudi money. Yep. Um, and I did not understand why we were holding people with just regular human beings to a standard that we wouldn't even hold corporations or even our own country, our own government uh, seemed unfair at the time. And I think now a lot of people are seeing the, the era of that type of uh kind of blanket uh, kind of that overall blanket judgment that, Oh man, they took blood money. They're bad people. Well, it's a lot more nuanced than that.
1: Yeah. And the conversation of what everybody was talking about prior to this was the fact that, they were saying they even had Manahan was talking about uh, a whatever his last name is. You're right. Jay. Yeah. Jay whatever dude, yeah, dude. yeah, whatever he that won't guy be there alone. That guy that's about to be fired. <laughs> that guy that's about to be looking for good work if he can find it. <laughs> that dude. Yeah. He was the one that was also he brought up nine eleven in a conversation early in the situ in the uh conversation about oh, you can't do this to your country and all this other stuff. Well, Tiger Woods turned down eight hundred million. Roy McIlroy turned down five hundred million. Mm. Hideki Matsui, Matsuyama, excuse me, turned down three hundred million. And Will Zalatoris turned down over hundred million dollars. And they were the ones that were standing there pounding the table for this, uh, the PGA. And guys are breaking backroom deals without talking to the players. And the ones that passed up the big money. That's the other part of this. They were standing on it. I know Patrick brought up the point, too, about endorsements and all that stuff. At that point, you giving me $800 million. Eh, I'm going to be okay without the endorsements. I can endorse myself because <laughs> I'll, I'll create some other companies with the $800 million, But you right? sit there in. You 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 want to stand on one thing, but you're bringing me something else, and you're making deals without even consulting with the people that have been standing on the front line for you. That's the thing that I have the biggest problem mm. with because somehow, some way, we know M- they're getting paid. The Morn- Mornahan and the PGA, they're yes. getting some form it's of. Gold, eat, of yeah. The go-away money. He'll get a golden parachute. Yeah, he'll get that go-away money. I don't Mm want to talk to you. I don't want you writing no books. He's getting that NDA like uh, Tiger Woods gave his girlfriend Mm -hmm. when when he put her on a plane and said, you go that way, I'm going this way. i pay you to shut up. Yeah, you're not allowed to talk to Mm -hmm. me about anything. So this is where I just – that's the only part that I'm having this problem with is because the players found out like we did. That is the thing that bothers me the
0: most. Uh, by the way, there's also a report that, um, including your, that nobody really knew about this, they kind of did it behind the scenes. Uh, the report from Sports Illustrated is mm-hmm. saying there was uh, no mention also in the uh, release of Greg Norman, who is the Live CEO and commissioner. And, um, and reportedly, he's not going to be a part of this new venture. Like He's out. So... He already got a golden parachute, whatever it was. He's out and he's not, you don't, He's he hadn't said anything or made a statement that he's displeased or disgruntled about it. Mm-hmm. I think he already knew like, no, no, my purpose, I've been trying to get a startup league to compete with the PGA for 30 years because I, I had, I had a basically a, you know, I, had been vision, I had a vision. Yeah. Yes. You know, what I mean, I had a little bit of a, a gripe and I was disgruntled about the practices of the PGA. So he won and I'm sure he already got paid. But also, according to this report from Sports Illustrated, all of this apparently came together without the knowledge of many involved. As you pointed out, um, one longtime uh, European tour star, uh, Lee Westwood said, no idea. All news to me. Um, and a lot of guys saying that they found out via Twitter. It said even that Greg mm-hmm. Norman found out via Twitter.
1: So, he found out he wasn't going to be part
0: of it. And via you Twitter. Be part of it. So <laughs> I, I do think. mean uh, to that, you know, you talked about Jay Moynihan. Let's get into him a little bit because I do think he was the weak. I, I will throw
2: honest. in the Greg Norman. He did tweet out today. Oh, he just tweeted. He tweeted out 35 minutes ago. A great day in global golf for players and fans alike. The okay. journey continues. So that
0: 35 minutes ago. Okay, so that's was, 35 minutes ago. So he is either right.
2: still involved or he got enough money that he is happy about it. Yeah, so he's gonna be the ladder. He's gonna be clapping for everybody.
0: I think it's the ladder. I think because yeah. he listen, he wins. Everybody who's a golf fan knows that Greg Norman has been trying his damnedest to basically come up with or pitch a startup league that can compete with the PGA for the last thirty years. Yeah, and Live was his best chance, and he succeeded because they have forced the merger, the f- first forced merger of a major American sports league since the AFL and the NFL. I mean, so it is a, a huge story. And there is even uh, in the Sports Illustrated story, there is a quote that, you know, in the past, players such as Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy suggested no talks of merging with the Live Golf uh, organization could take place unless Norman was no longer involved with Live Golf. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about big time you know golfers who have a lot of pull. They didn't want him a part of it anyway. So I think he's out. But I do think, Jay Moynihan, to the reference that you just uh, brought up, hearts the sound, the audio of him uh, using the 9-11 yes. uh, families and the 9-11 foundation, we have that audio. Now, this was last year. Yes. Um, and it was at a golf event, at a PGA event, and the question is actually in the audio. So here is uh, Jay Moynihan last year, and this is the audio that's coming back to haunt him a little bit right now.
1: I to ask about this. There was a story that was first reported uh, in the New York Post yesterday by Brian Wacker about a 9-11 coalition of families and survivors of the 2001 terrorist attacks. Um, 9-11 Families United sent a-, a letter to the representatives of Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Reed, and others, quote, expressing their outrage towards the golfers for participating in the new league and accusing them of sports-washing and betraying the United States, end quote. That's gotten a lot of steam over the last 24 hours. That story first reported again in the New York Post. How much did you talk to your players about the possible ramifications if they sign on with the new league? Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour?
0: Yeah, so that's the audio that's not aging well for Jay Moynihan. Not at, at all. Time.
2: And let's let's remember, this is from Jim Nance asking the question on a broadcast by, paid for by the PGA, which the PGA basically is telling him to ask that question. Here's what we want you to read because we really want to drive it home. So we want you to read this so I can make my statement, but it'll sound like journalism.
0: Ding, 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 ding. So that yeah. is set, it, was a, it was set up just the way they wanted it. Yeah. And at the time... It was a powerful piece of propaganda. Oh, yeah. Everybody was in. Everybody was like, yeah. You know they were what? like, man, look and, at us. Stand strong, Jay. And now, like I said, that's not aging very well for him.
2: Yeah. I wonder if he's had to apologize today for being a part of the PGA Tour. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard yet. Uh, my guess is yes, a bunch of times.
0: <laughs> I I think he found his, his way out. Mm-hmm. I, my theory is that they identified... The the live folks who are working behind the scenes here, they identified what was the weakest link for the PGA, and it wasn't necessarily the PGA and their practices. Which, by the way, the Live exposed mm-hmm. the PGA changed their tour practices after Liv poached some of their golfers. Right? They basically made it easier for golfers to make more money. They had more events for like the top fifty golfers, yep. and they changed the revenue sharing model. Uh, they also. Uh, basically put out where they could play fewer events to like make more money. They wanted to try to replicate as much of the live model for players who were maintaining loyalty as possible. Yep. So they they did that.
1: Yeah, the PGA Tour reworked the schedule and payment structure to ensure that the players earned more than ever, more than ever before, with designated events that featured $20 million purses, put in place to ensure as much, which is why I believe that all this stuff happened because people started digging into those books and he was like, let's stop all this other stuff and go right to where we need to be. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and partner up with these people because we also have a lot of litigation. We got all these lawsuits that are going back and forth against each other. That has definitely changed the views of this nonprofit uh, organization, because once you start looking into where the money's going mm-hmm. and who's getting what and why are these many people getting paid this when the players are the ones that are doing it? yeah, it causes a,
0: a little stink. It does. Yep. Um, and, you know, to that point, you know, because the – and we'll get, I'll get into this maybe in Ross around the day, because I, I actually did some research on if the PGA could kind of keep up with their current business model. And essentially the settlement here, or at least a merger I should say, I think it's telling you they their their current business model was not going it, it was not sustainable. Yep. It was not going to last for them in the changing landscape of international golf. So I think and I'll get into like I said, I'll get into it a little bit deep in Rod from the day, I think that Jay Moynihan was identified as the weak link. And much like we talked about this and played the audio of the Michael Scott Paper Company in mm-hmm. the office. Right. When he, he forms his own paper company and he's going up against Dunder Mifflin and essentially tells uh, the the Dunder Mifflin representatives that, listen, I don't necessarily have to beat Dunder Mifflin, the, the big entity. Right? right. I don't have to do that. I just have to beat out you. <laughs> right. I always say in, in poker, you don't have to play the hand, play the man. I think Liv decided, nah, we're done playing the hand. Yep. Let's play the man. Let's play Moynihan because he's in danger. Right now, he's going to be fired regardless. He hasn't handled this Liv uh, standoff very well. Mm-hmm. And now, as you pointed out, he's probably even in worse shape after the merger in terms of the public oh, sentiment about him. Yeah. But if he helped negotiate this merger, which all signs are pointing to he did, he already built in his own parachute. Mm -hmm. So if he ends up being fired or resigning in the next year or so, that was all part of the deal because he's going to go with a golden parachute. And then he can kind of step away from the, whatever, the controversy and keep, not his job, but have security. He's going to keep his job, but he'll have security. Because the Saudis, who have put $2 billion (laughs) into the live golf Mm-hmm. Uh, association, uh, they don't give a damn about Jay Morning saying, "Hey man, can you guys give me like twenty million? I'll help y'all negotiate the merger." Or oh, will you? Yeah. Okay, we'll give you twenty million. They're like, "Man,
1: I, I got That's that. nothing. I got that in my car.
0: That's nothing." Yeah. Guys, you you. Know, I think the uh, PGA they bring in like one point five. I think the numbers they bring in like one point five billion dollars a year, yep. somewhere around there. Um, and these guys are worth a hundred times that.
1: Yeah, I they, mean, They of them. Off yeah, on. Yeah. like
0: a hundred times that. So they did get money whipped. There's no question about it. But what Jay Moynihan should have done was he shouldn't have um, stood so uh, vehemently Yep. in you know, the stance of that's blood money and you are disloyal and unpatriotic for taking the money. Yeah. He should have tried to walk the
1: line a little bit more. That is the other part of it. Yeah. He should have walked the line and not tried to be – because you know, as well as I do, when you come out here and you're trying to be – that person, it creates uh, some bad, bad juju, as they like to say, because you're sitting there and you're standing and you're pounding the table and you're bringing in emotional situations by that by that sound that we heard. And now a couple years later, you're the one that's going to walk out the back door with a bag of cash. Uh, no, months, months. Well, yeah, let's, let's that's let's
2: not give him too much credit. Months later, months later.
1: Uh, that's right not years. Yeah, this is not years yeah that's this was not
2: a this is not a multi-year standout oh man the pga really tried they this was this was a hey, man uh we tried it out and we we want to change it but then we realized we ought to take pay cuts if we wanted to pay the players more mm-hmm. so you know what screw it we're not taking pay cuts we'll sell out like we're just not gonna take like we get it you guys want us to be fair to players and we can't do that financially for us we can't keep screwing over players. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't we just, you know, screw it. We, we don't really have any morals. We were just, we wanted to make more money.
0: They, yes, exactly right. And they should have just admitted that from the get-go. Yes. We'd be like, All right, you want to make we money? We want to make
2: money the American way, and they want to make money the bad way. So don't go to them. <laughs> That's the reality of their...
0: They're, yeah, their money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their money is more tainted than, than the money we have. And it's like, no, yeah. it's all... Mm-hmm. And not right now you're just proving you just want to take the money. And my thing was the PGA has bad lawyers. Because I have in my notes, this is from a year ago. That I have a lawyer here, John Laurel, who says the PGA Tour is in an untenable position. Uh, That's from, sorry, that's from Jonathan Pollard, who's a lawyer. He said they're in an untenable position. Another lawyer, John Laurel, says, I don't think the PGA Tour has a leg to stand on. These are lawyers that are publicly saying, dude, you're not going to win these antitrust lawsuits. You're going to lose. Just like the NCAA, you're going to lose. All right? The the Supreme Court does not want to hear about your antitrust (laughs) lawsuits and you trying to monopolize a sport. All right, and I do think they realized at one point. Maybe they hired the right lawyers. That you have no chance to win this thing. You're mm-hmm. basically trying to force a non compete when you don't have one. The PGA Tour basically tried to force a non compete, but they and I've been on the non compete and they suck. Um, but they can't hold players back from reasons of what they call confidence. This, this, this was their claim. This was mm-hmm. the PGA's claim. They were holding players back from um uh, operating on other tours or competing on other tours. Because what they what they called, quote, confidential information or trade secrets, protectable uh, protectable customer relationships, or an extraordinary investment in employees' education or training, which uh, – what?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, so essentially they were trying to force non-competes on all their players. Right. It don't it, work like it's that. It's like, nah, man. That no. ain't going to work like that. Like, no. A really good lawyer can get you out of a non-compete. For sure. Um, as, we <coughs> <laughs> as we know as we know know. Uh, okay let's <laughs> we come back I want to try to prove hard' theory there may have been something going on behind the scenes come with on. the PGA we'll do that and also blue chip ratio looking good for the Longhorn football team all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on the horn. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore find
2: out what happens when people stop being polite Start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it. Real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. No, oh, you've like done it now.
1: What's what's it's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts.
0: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, right here on One Hundred The Horn. So, Hard just brought up that you know I, I'm one of the uh, one of the major reasons, or at least the incentive for the merger between live and the PGA could be the PGA just doesn't want people looking at their books. You know, they want, they don't want that to become um, something that comes out in, in trial. Like uh, if it is in litigation that, you know, they could, uh, you know, essentially compel the PGA to show more of their books and that kind of stuff. I actually went deep diving into this last time we were talking about this about a year ago. I went deep diving into the status of the PGA. Like what is the status, the nonprofit status? What does it mean? And, it, it it all started like in nineteen seventy four, so a golfer named I think it's Dean Beeman. He had a career like plagued with injuries. He was a golfer, but he became the second PGA Tour commissioner in the history of the PGA Tour. He was only thirty six. He uh, essentially shaped the entire future of the tour. He's the guy that converted to a 501c6 nonprofit status. Golf was a minor sport in the U.S. It was like less popular than bowling, actually, at one point. And it was barely on television in part because it cost like five times more to broadcast than a football or basketball game. Um, And Beeman, who'd worked for insurance, knew the tour could pay way less in taxes if they got the 501c6 status. So he talked to a bunch of lawyers. They told them it would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and take years. So get this. He decided essentially to start a new organization with the same board of directors. Uh, found a loophole, started, a, started as a nonprofit. The IRS let him do it, took him 60 days. It was done. Got its nonprofit status. And for like 40 years, this was a brilliant idea and strategy. And it was uh, the PGA Tour raised lots of money for charities, spent a ton of money uh, on prizes and perks and promotions. And there was actually several stories done at ESPN and New York Times about how they avoided a lot of taxes. Remember, tax avoidance, perfectly legal. Tax evasion, that'll get you sent to jail. All right, uh, facts. Yeah, so they 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 don't you know tax avoidance. They were really good at tax avoidance, um, and even in their report, it talked about how only sixteen percent of their revenue raised went to actual charities. Remember I told you they raised like one point five billion in revenue. Um, so this is how it relates to what's going on now and them getting money whipped by the the Saudis and the live merger. So if you go look at how basically the, the players are getting hundred, million hundreds of million dollars in guaranteed money. A lot of it came down comes down to appearance fees and guaranteed cash that Liv can offer that the PGA just cannot, because there are laws that limit the ways a nonprofit can just hand over money. All right. That's Uncle Sam telling mm-hmm. you. You lose your nonprofit status if you give away money like this. Hell Liv's like, we'll just give you money. We don't give a how much to show up. Go ahead Just give you money. Um, the PGA tour has had a ton of success marketing itself, partially based on its altruism. They've given more than two billion dollars to charity since nineteen seventy nine. Um, but the PGA Tour, you know, you know, they've had trouble since Live came on because Liv is just handing out money, and as a nonprofit, you have a hard time trying to match uh, mm-hmm. that. You know that that spending spree, uh, the arms race, essentially that Liv has started. So it wouldn't have even really matter if Liv didn't come along. But I think Greg Norman knew this weakness, and essentially their biggest strength became their biggest weakness. The fact that they were a nonprofit was awesome when they had no competition. But now with Live, they're just throwing around money. Being a nonprofit, mm, it's your biggest weakness, actually, because you can't hand out money the way they can hand out money to certain players. The NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA all know this. That's why they lost their nonprofit status or gave it up. I should say, gave it up years ago. Here, like we're making way too much money, and we don't want anybody in our business. And nonprofits, you got to open up way too many of them books for people to see stuff. Um, and so, essentially, for the PGA, the Live. Money stream or the the economic the financial windfall from Live has forced uh you know basically forced the PGA into a corner because they just can't keep up financially Mm -hmm. because of their nonprofit status. Now even if it it wasn't for the nonprofit status, they probably even still wouldn't be able to keep up with Live. But they have a better shot because they could just they could try to match some of the fees and some of the you know the the salaries that are being paid. But truth is, when a entity is pumping two billion dollars into any type of, you know, league or any type of team, which is what essentially LIV is doing and the PIF fund. I don't know if the PGA really stood a chance. Like it, it they and by the way, this is not the only entity that the Saudi Arabian royal family or government is investing in. They believe that they can change the perception of the Saudi government who is has a stigma, reputation for human rights violations and abuses, and trans, various geopolitical transgressions. And they believe through sports watching, which they call it sports watching, they mm-hmm. can they can really change their image because people have a soft spot for sports. And you start seeing the Saudi royal family in the skyboxes, hanging out, kicking it, and with your favorite team, investing in your favorite league, your favorite sport. You go, ah, oh, you know what? And you know what? That's, they're not so bad. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not saying they're bad or not, whatever. That's what they want you to think. And that's why they've invested $600 million in F1, $400 million in Newcastle football. So it's not just golf. This is just their biggest victory in trying to reintegrate themselves in the geopolitical landscape in a more family friendly, PG 13 way, if you will. Mm. And sports is the way they're doing it. Uh, so, yeah. PGA really, my point is, they, I don't think they still a chance in this. So I don't know why Moy- Moynihan would have come out so adamantly at the beginning of it. Because he made he made everybody right. think that BJ had a chance. Exactly. To, to survive this aggressive, you know, standoff by Liv. And the truth is, if you look into it, at all the different factors, they had no shot. Yeah. They had no shot. They had to no, They had to emerge. They had to emerge.
1: Because they didn't have anything else left. they, had no, they didn't, no, have, nothing they didn't left. have nothing
0: left. Eventually all the players would have just decided to take the money because yep. what they were banking on was the public blowback. Right? Yep. And the public ridicule and the shame of taking that blood money to force them to almost, you know, to affect their moral compass and to force them back to being loyal to PGA and once they saw the players, a lot of players didn't care, and once they saw the attention span of the American mm-hmm. public, mm-hmm. it's about the same as the attention span of a goldfish. We move <laughs> on rather quickly. <laughs> now, we, You get a lot of hate initially, yeah. but we'll move on rather quickly. You got like, something I, else I to do, man. Way. We're all too busy. And by the way, there's a lot of yeah. things happening in this country that deserve our attention and not the Lee of golf thing. It's a lot yeah. of more pressing issues, and I think they miscalculated the American, the American public's response. Mm-hmm. We discussed it. We talked about it for about a week, and we were like, all right, done. Take the money as you want it. I don't give a
1: damn.
0: It ain't affecting me. I need more money. You know what I mean? Where's my my live deal? I need a live deal. (laughs) Um, And the American dream, as I said, everybody wants to make a lot more money for working a lot less. Yeah. Don't we all? Somebody offered you that deal right now, 99% of y'all be like, I'll take it. And guess where you I'll be? You know where the money's coming from? I don't care. I'll take it. And guess where I'll be?
1: <laughs> playing golf.
0: Playing <laughs> golf. <laughs> that's what they offered them.
1: Yeah. They offered them. I'll the, be playing know? golf.
0: So I and the, one, the more I look at it, and like I said, I, that's why I brought my notes out, because even in my notes, I essentially was leaning toward there's nothing they can do. My, my initial notes, my big talking point was this is bad for the PGA, but it's good for golf. Mm hmm. It's good for the fans, good for players. You did. Bad that for early. the PGA. And honestly, that's exactly what's happening. That's why Jay Moynihan is probably on his way out. He's yeah. like, yeah, I couldn't survive this. That's why they folded. They had no other alternative. Because yeah. they have kind of mismanaged that league. Mm. If they had stayed ahead of the game. Right. Like, I was at The PGA is the NCAA, guys. That's it. They're the same entity. <laughs> and the truth is, they probably both need to be.
1: Abolished. They need to be or yeah, reworked. Reworked. They're antiquated. That's, I think that's it. I think yeah. reworked would be the proper way they're, of going about it. They're
0: dinosaurs. Yep. And live is the asteroid.
1: And it just came in. It just came in. Armageddon and they, is coming. And for they saw. You. And they
0: were like, you know what? This thing's going to destroy us. Yeah. We can either roll with it or get rolled over. Hmm. And yeah. they decided to roll with it. And like, the NCAA has not rolled with NIL. NIL is going to wipe it right off the man. Nobody even talks about the NCAA. Anymore. Do they even? What do they do? Yeah, what did you what do you say you do here? Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the PGA. We, we had
2: a business model that works as long as no one asked any questions. Exactly.
0: I was gonna say, did they go? Ahead no, and say, Where's no.
2: my stapler? No, it's the same thing. That, my it's the
0: same thing that started the the, the descent, if you will, the downwards spiral of the NCAA. What happens? Mm-hmm. Lit- litigation, lawyers. yeah What the players start doing? Hiring lawyers. What mm-hmm. Nick Saban say? Well, the NCAA they really don't like litigation because they went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said. Man, if y'all come here again, I'm going to put y'all in y'all place for real. We don't like y'all. We don't like y'all. We think y'all are corrupt, a borderline criminal syndicate. Don't come back to the Supreme Court again. (laughs) And that's why the, the, the NCAA, they won't mess with anybody who hires a lawyer. You hire a lawyer, the NCAA will let you go about your business. That's yeah. what's happened. That's why they, that's why everybody gets extra transfers. That's why NIL, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh you can collective, directive, don't matter. They're like, man, we can't touch it because if we get in that courtroom, the judges, they don't like us. No. Well, no,
2: and they And the public it, doesn't like. Em. And this and this is <laughs> again too, you poked a bear of someone who had more money than you. You and, did. And that was the NCAA was like, it, people wanted to pay money to players. They wanted to use, they wanted to do that. And they were like, I have I have more money than any in the NCAA and anybody in the NCAA is willing to spend. I will sue you personally that I can pay these players. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do about it? Because mm-hmm. I pay yeah. the politicians, too. Well, yeah. uh, ding, 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 yep. ding. And that happened, too. Yeah, ding, so is. what do you want from <laughs> me? Yeah. I, I, I control the politicians. I
0: control them. And y'all y'all going to lose. That's a great point. You're trying to it. fight a battle with people yeah. with more money. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the 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 litigation and the straight cash homie. Which that led to the I don't know, the overall downfall of the NCAA and I think the PGA too. And they just didn't see it coming. It's like, you had decades mm. to prepare for this. Greg Norman's been trying to take you down for 30 years.
1: <laughs> you should have been prepared. You should have been ready for this. Yep. Like, what? Come on.
2: Yep. They tried to
1: hold on as long as they could.
2: They did. They really no. did. And like, it's how like, many got to go. Yeah. How many businesses do we see right now? They're like, we can't operate. And you're like, why? like, because we want to pay people $6 an hour. And you're like. Well, that's not a business model that works in 2023, <laughs> man. You should have thought about that at yep, some point. They're like, yep. well, no, no, but I need like 25 people. I need all interns. I need this. It's like, That's not how this works, man. <laughs> I need a lot of cheap labor. He's nope. like, that makes it a how lot How much easier. are you clearing? 300000
0: No. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. That is so, not no, how it works. It is. Uh, so the PGA, I think they did probably, they probably made the smart move. Because after all the litigation, after years of being in the court system, they probably would have got to the end of the line and the court would have been like, uh, we're ruling for Live." And they'd be like, what the hell, man? Why yeah. do we do all this? We spend this money. And I think that's what they saw coming up. They saw, you know, the future of PGA and realized it it wasn't bright. No at all. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Uh, let's live stuff. Okay. Thing happens fast. Yes, it does. It comes at you quickly. Okay. We come back. We'll get into off the record. Uh, I'll save my blue chip ratio conversation. We'll throw that into the six o'clock hour. Uh, all that and more right here on Bottom Line. One another All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, all right, I, I know some people are upset on the spec text line, and I get it. Some people are still upset about the issue. It is a very sensitive issue. I'm not saying it's not. And by the way, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with the comment that the money is what Jay Moynihan called blood money and coming from a bad place. We really don't have time to jump into that discussion, but yes, I mean, Saudi Arabia has been accused and guilty of a lot of human rights violations, abuses, uh, many, you know, geopolitical transgressions, I'm not denying that at all. Uh, w- what I've said and what I've said for a long time is we should just hold the standard that we have for the players for their, I don't know, their moral or immoral compass, hold our Government to the same standard, and as hold all the corporations that we support to the same standard, and we just don't. Yep. That's, that's all. We just don't. When nobody's complaining about Boeing or Lockheed Martin or General Dynamics or Ford or GM or Starbucks or AMC Entertainment or Chevron, I mean, you're not complaining about them taking the Saudi money, yeah. um Which people can claim is blood money. The Saudi kingdom is the biggest source of capital for U.S. startups. Most most U.S. startups go take the Saudi money. And I guarantee you got some apps on your phone with the Saudi money. Saudi kingdom is the 10th biggest foreign holder of U.S. debt. Saudi Arabia is America's largest foreign military sales customer. So I'm not saying that it's not bad, not wrong, I'm not going there at all. I'm just saying we should have the same energy for corporations, which, by the way, Supreme Court says have the same rights as people, Mm -hmm. and for our government. If we're going to say the Saudi money is all bad money and we should not, we should emancipate ourselves, emancipate ourselves from that money, right. from that financing. So that's all that you got to think about that mm. before you start just judging people for taking the bread. Have we thought about that? Yeah. I, don't I mean, think I, I, I think we've, I think
1: we've had that conversation yeah. before too Yeah, about it. So
0: yeah, I'm, so I'm not, like I said, if you want, if you're passionate about, it, I'm not, I am not dismissing your feelings on your emotions because I get it. Trust me. It is, you're talking about this country and you you talk and you people brought up nine 11 and reference nine 11. We all know what that means. And we Mm -hmm. all know how, how, you know, devastating that was for this country and what we all went through emotionally and the people that were connected close to it. We get that. Uh, But like I said, Let's have the same energy and the same attitude for everybody who is taking that blood money, if that's what we're going to do.
1: For everything that goes not on. Just, yeah.
0: Not just selectively go, oh, you save our outrage is selectively for certain people and certain athletes. What mm-hmm. about everybody who's taking it? Right. So let's have a larger discussion, a macro discussion, not just you know pick out the golfers who— you know, took the $100 million or the $200 million from it's because, the golf
1: tour. It's because I think people look at sports a lot more than they look at anything else. It. And that is what they see. They don't do the deep dives in the background and checking on every single aspect of 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 their everyday life. So I see where, like you said, I see where people are talking about it. and I'm heartbroken very, for those people. Who yeah. if
0: you, I, I get it. I nope. understand if yep. you have decided that they are – the, the, the Saudi government, because of some of the allegations and some of the past transgressions, that they are an enemy of the state in your eyes yep. and that you should not be, you know, you should not be compromising and you shouldn't be voluntarily working with someone who considered an enemy of the state. I, obviously, our country feels differently mm-hmm. and corporations feel differently, too. And so if that's the case, you know, the people taking that money, they shouldn't be ridiculed and criticized for it. Uh, would you do it? You know, they have that thought experiment. Like, mm-hmm. what would you do in that situation? Yep. Would you take the money for you and your family? It, Most of y'all would. Y'all should have eh, there's a would. lot going on. <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot going on. <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot going on, man. A lot of bills I don't, don't know how much. I, I probably would end up being, you know, seduced right. by it. Right. It's hard not to be seduced by it.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot Does it instantly make you a money. bad person? I don't think no. so.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's—I don't know if it makes you a bad person, but we all have to watch the corruptive influence of the straight cash homie. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, like that's—that's that's a lesson that we all have to learn. About I just—I
1: just found uh, a statement from the PGA of America. We were pleased, relieved, and like others, surprised to learn this morning that the division within the men's elite professional game appeared to be on a pathway to a resolution. <laughs> I don't know what that. <laughs> I don't even know how that could be a resolution. It's a resolution, man. You didn't even talk to your players, so I, I don't know how that could be a resolution. While we look forward to learning further details in time, our actions will, as always, remain focused on delivering our on our mission to serve PGA professionals and grow the game. During this time of the abrupt uh, opportunity in golf, we look forward to collaborating with other golf industry leaders, other golf industry leaders, and to continue to advance our sport with our members at the forefront of these efforts.
0: Mm. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> the Texas says, show me the money. Yeah. I know, it, it, it's it's an interesting conversation, though, because I don't necessarily think there's a right or a wrong answer.
1: So do they get, get to it. playing shorts now? That's my question. I bet they do. Do they just change every, no, I, the people I will bet be they'll losing do, their minds. They'll
0: mind. be able to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. I mean, they're negotiating the terms of this new entity right now. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, I, I don't know how it's going to look. I'm excited to find out what it's going to look like. Yeah, Like, this is going to be the future of golf.
1: It is definitely gonna be the future of golf. I wonder if they're gonna be able to play the music. You know how they have that waste oh, management right. party. Huh. when waste management hey, is the only is one in, Arizona? in Phoenix, the Phoenix See, one. Yeah. That,
0: that honestly, that's a golf that, that is probably the only, of the only uh events, golf events that I want to go to. Right. Like I'm like I want to go to that. Yeah, I don't even right. really want to go to the Masters. It's like uh, people are too quiet. <laughs> yeah, be shushing me. Prices is good. Prices is good. Yeah, that's prices true. is good. Prices is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I can't wait to hear what Tiger has to say about I, it. What I, I, that's Rory's what I'm. That's what I'm waiting it. on. Guys who have been openly uh, yep. and uh, vehemently against Liv. I want to see what they have to say about it too. So interesting conversation uh, developing right now in the golf world. Okay, we come back. We got to talk NBA, gentlemen. Kyrie Irving recruiting LeBron James to mm-hmm. Dallas. That is a great story. And the blue chip ratio. One of my favorite. Favorite stats from college football. We'll explain it, break it down, talk about what it means for the Longhorn football team this year. Right here on Ball Don't Loud, on The Horn.